It is our privilege today to have among us Sri Acharya Prashant, who, having authored more than 100 books, provides inspiration to his tens of millions of followers through various social media channels. He is a prominent voice of socio-spiritual awakening in modern day world and performs, performs his role as a Vedanta exegete. <clears throat> Sir, we thank you for accepting our invitation and coming to our college and giving us the opportunity to interact with you directly. I now request our head of department, Sri Rajesh Singh, to welcome our guest. On behalf of uh, physics department, I welcome you all for this event. Um, I welcome Sri Acharya Prashant Ji. Kai mahino se meri koshish thi ki inke jo sessions hote hain, main usse attend karu jaake personally. Somehow ho nahi pa raha tha. But uh, uh, kismat, uh, Acharya Ji Mumbai aaye, and uh, he is also happened to be here. Dhanyavad Acharya Ji. Aapka sensitiveness mein ardik swagat hai. Aur आगे क्या ये हमारे स्टूडेंट्स हैं और हमारे स्टाफ आपके लिए थैंक यू फर्स्ट ऑफ ऑल गुड आफ्टरनून टू यू सर एंड थैंक यू वेरी मच फॉर कमिंग टू आर सेंसेवियस कॉलेज माय नेम इज आस्पा एंड आई एम अ फर्स्ट ईयर बीएससी स्टूडेंट हियर नाउ आर डेली शेड्यूल फ्रॉम कॉलेज टू होम एंड वर्क इट्स Jacks, by the time we reach home, we are very tired. So my question to you was, how do you at the end of the day not have the fear of sort of missing out on everything because you're studying all day long and still not leave out on your studies? How do you balance that work and life and fun relationship together? You'll have to start from seeing where your time is actually going. See, time is not necessarily purely objective. Uh, there is one thing called uh, the, what you could call it, as the material time uh, that you look at in a chronometer, in a watch. Uh, you could call it the chronological time. And there is another thing that we experience, time in the head. Hmm? As we experience it, time in the head. So, mental time, psychological time. Psychological time does not run the same way as material time. Hmm? Intervals that are boring to us, distasteful to us, dislikable to us, stretch within. They are experienced as bigger and more important than they really are. So for example, uh, I took around one and a half hours coming to your college. I am at Juhu. But uh, these one and a half hours appeared longer than one and a half, right? 
Now, if I'm not being uh, very objective about my time, I'll feel as if of my, let's say, 17, 18 waking hours and the 14 odd hours that I have available for work, to and fro commute has taken away six hours. Whereas objectively, how much has been expended? One and a half plus another one and a half. So that's, that's just three. But because the Mumbai traffic obviously is not something anybody can relish. Because you cannot relish it. Because, because every moment feels like a tax, a burden. So internally this expands to six. And that's okay. That's okay to know that this time is not likable, so it is appearing longer. But it is a mistake when that internal appearance is transported to outer calculations. Internally, it appeared like six hours. Now, if I take that six hours as an objective figure, as a material reality, then I'll entitle myself to say, Oh, I have all in all 14 hours available to myself in the day. And out of those 14 hours, 6 hours have been taken away by the commute. I'm not uh, deliberately deceiving anybody. It's just that I am not mindful of the fact that the experiencer shapes the experience. I do not know that. The experiencer of three hours can shape them to make them appear like, feel like six hours. All that is within. The six hours are within, not here. Here there are only three hours. But the moment I say, oh, I lost six hours out of 14. I have entitled myself to feel like a sufferer or a victim. Not only that. I have licensed myself to say that a huge chunk, 40% of my time is being needlessly spent on something and I'm helpless in that regard because I can't change my commute time. So what do I do if my academic results are not that good or if I do not get time for my co-curricular activities or time for socializing or time for sports or time for entertainment and so many other things that a young person wants to have in life. The thing is, we ought to be objective. We ought to be. We ought to know where it really is going. Are we keeping a record? Try keeping a record. Try seeing where it actually is going. And you might find that uh, nobody is actually all that short of time. Time is there. It's just that when time is expended in activities that please us, we try to hide that time. Huh? Because, because, you know, it's our little joyful secret. I spent one hour doing something hmm? that is very pleasing, but at the same time, not productive at all, not useful at all. There is no creativity in that. There is just a very average kind of or uh, low kind of pleasure in that. Will I admit to myself that one hour of my active time, waking time, is being taken away by that activity daily. No, I will not admit that. So that one, objectively, will be reduced to zero. 
internally. And three hours of commute objectively will be blown up to six internally. So the calculations will go haywire. When, when you will put the numbers on the sheet, if you're not being objective, if you're just going by appearances and experiences, you will feel, oh my God, I'm just a victim. I'm a poor victim because I'm a Mumbai girl. And the traffic is so bad and the college timings, they are so oppressive. What do I do? I have no time for self-development, for co-curriculars, and I want to visit libraries. And, you know, I want to have a nice little walk uh, on the beach in the evenings. And none of that is being possible because the entire system is just oppressing me. That's not really the case. If you will be honest, you will find that significant chunks of your time are being taken away by activities you do not even want to admit to yourself. All of us are involved in activities that simply, but silently, surreptitiously, now at our time, huh? like, those things are not bold enough and open enough to just come and declare, yes, we are going to take away two hours of your daily schedule. They will not declare that. Because if they'll declare that, they will be caught. You'll say, oh, it's so bad. Two hours spent every day gossiping, chatting, or, or, or scrolling reels. No, 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 that's just too bad. So what will we do? We will, we will act to ourselves. We'll pretend to ourselves as if that time does not exist at all. So those two objective hours will simply be marked as zero within. No, that didn't happen. Yes, I went to bed at 11 because, you know, I'm a student. I'm supposed to wake up like 6, 7 maximum. I have to reach the college at what time? 8 time? 8? 9? 8. So I'm supposed to wake up at 5.30 so that I can leave the home by 6.15 and be here in time. And how was I feeling in the commute? Drowsy, energyless, all sapped out, ready to fall over. The neighbor was trying to be extra careful. Anytime something can tumble over me. Why was all that happening? Because, did you really sleep at 11 p.m.? No. 11 p.m. is when you declare to yourself that you have gone to bed. Till 1 a.m. in the night, it was Instagram. Is that not so? And I'm not saying that offhand. Uh, the usage statistics of social media among the youth very clearly bring out this aspect. Young people are most active on social media two hours before and two hours after midnight. 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. That's when young people are running about on social media. Why don't we talk about that traffic? There's a lot of traffic there. Why don't we talk about the traffic there? You know what happened? You'd have been in your school at that time and you wouldn't have had a phone available to you. When data first started becoming available, I'm talking of a situation 10 years back or something. These companies, they came up with plans <clears throat> Not that data started becoming available in 2012, that was 20 years back, but I'm talking of the plans specifically. They came up with plans that made data cheaper 
between um, 9 p.m. and 3 a.m. And it worked for them. They also reduced the calling rates. So now data is cheaper and calls are cheaper. And what are all the young people doing? And I do not really suppose that all that data is being consumed in self-development and gaining internal illumination. Hmm? How do I say that? When I look at the pages, the profiles, the channels, um, all these things, the, the handles on social media, and I see which ones have the maximum followers, likes, retweets, comments, Hmm? What do I find? What do I find? The, the worst quality ones have the maximum traffic. Pages and profiles and channels that ought to have been starved of any viewership are the ones frolicking in attention. They are literally inundated with viewership. And all that is happening between 10 p.m. and 2 a.m. That's where the youth of India is spending its time. First of all, your time. Hmm? is not going into something you'd want it to be devoted to. Secondly, you are empowering. I'm not talking about you, please. It's not. Huh? I'm talking about the youth of this country in general. Secondly, you are empowering all kinds of worthless and very mediocre people. And they are turning into your role models, your celebrities. It's a double geopardy. Huh? That which deserves to command your attention is being starved of attention. And, and even viewership is a market. If you do not look at it, if you do not look at something, that thing in due course of time will cease to exist. You know how the social media engines operate. If something is not receiving viewer attention, it will no more uh, come up in the search results or in the notifications or in the various other things. Hmm? On the other hand, if something is getting popular, it will get more popular. It will be shown to more people. So figure out where your time is really going. Huh? There are things you can do nothing about. You or I cannot change the traffic situation in Mumbai. Right? But there are things we can do something about. Let's rather talk of them. Otherwise, talking of immovables becomes a clever internal ploy to not move even the movable. Talking about the unchangeable becomes an excuse to not change even the changeable. Figure out where your time is. And, and if commuting takes so much time, use that constructively. I do not know whether 
the train or bus or personal thing you are using affords you that kind of convenience but if you can read read if you cannot read use earphones or headphone hmm? use audio files that's the best use of there there have been people who have educated themselves in the course of their journeys there have been people who have written beautiful books in the course of their hospitalization so try to make the best use of whatever situation you are in i do not know whether this satisfies you but even in jail you know some of the greatest uh, literature from the freedom struggle movement the indian freedom struggle movement came from the period when our revolutionaries were jailed and you know what they said they said this is really the only time when we are free to write so thank you now that we are incarcerated here there is nothing else to do so we will write and they wrote prolific volumes so try to make best use